Well, remember I told you the readings will continue to get more and more difficult until we reach Advent. And so this is our particularly difficult reading because we hear this phrase, call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. And yet we call our priests father. Why do we do that? And what does this mean in the gospel? Well, if this was like something we were trying to hide as a Catholic church, we probably wouldn't put it in our lectionary. So not all of the gospels in the lectionary, but this is particularly placed in there for a reason. And the quick answer is this is a hyperbole. I'll tell you more about what that means later, but this would be one of the points where Jesus is using an exaggeration to try to, to nail a point through. And specifically, this point is humility. And the point is that we, none of us, grab for titles to try to lift ourselves up, but that we become who we are, that we may show the love of, of God. So first of all, what does the scripture say about this? We understand the scripture, not just by one line, but we always take whatever that line is and we look at it with all the rest of the scripture to try to understand that. And I encourage you, whenever you come across different difficult things in the scripture, don't just kind of like push it away or say, hmm, that, that doesn't make sense. Like dig into it because that's God kind of like calling out to you for something. So here's uh, what the scriptures say. Men were called teachers and fathers and priests all throughout scripture. So we hear in the book of uh, the letter of St. James, let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, for you know that we who teach shall be judged with great strictness. So he's saying that we who teach will be judged with great strictness. The higher the calling that we have, the, the greater the, the judgment and responsibility that we have. We hear in Ephesians, and his gifts were that some should be called apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. So we even hear in the, in the letter of the Ephesians that there is a place for people being called teachers and prophets and evangelists and pastors. And men were also called fathers without breaking Christ's word. So we hear this in the Gospel of John. Are you greater than our father, Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself? We also hear in 1 John, I am writing to you, so John's saying this, I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. And then from the Acts of the Apostles. And the high priest said, is this so? And Stephen, right before his martyrdom, said, brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father, Abraham, when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived. And finally, St. Paul calls himself a father, again in the spiritual sense. I do not write to you to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So we hear in scriptures time and time again, these are only some of the selections of how we do have examples of Jesus and the apostles and St. Paul and the authors of the different 
New Testament writings calling themselves or each other father. The early church understood this as well. So this is a little uh, note from St. John Chrysostom. He says again, call no man your father. This is said in order that they may know whom they ought to call the father in the highest sense. So that's what Jesus is getting at. Always remember who the father is. And then he says, it's not said frivolously if no one should be called father. Just as the human master is not divine master, so neither is the father the father who is the cause of all. So he's saying that, yes, we still can call and use the title father when it is in that spiritual and loving sense of who God is. St. Jerome says, remember, there's a distinction here. It's one thing to be a father or a teacher by nature and another by generosity. One is rightly called teacher only from his association from the true teacher. I repeat, the fact that we have one God and one son of God through nature does not prevent others from being understood as sons of God by adoption. Similarly, this does not make the term father or teacher useless or prevent others from being called father. We have a lot of examples there of father in the scripture. So how do we make sense of this passage, though, where Jesus is saying, call no one on earth your father? Well, as I said before, this would be an example of hy a hyperbole. So where Jesus is, is taking something and showing something drastically. Other examples would be, would be fitting a camel through the eye of a needle. We know that's impossible. Another hyperbole would be cut your right hand off. Um, don't do that. Another one would be pluck out your eyeball. Um, so those are hyperboles. Um, another one would be hate your father and mother. So he doesn't mean that in that literal sense. It's a hyperbole. It's a, to shock us or get our attention. And then the last one I want to mention is I came to bring division, not peace came with the sword. That's a hyperbole because we know Christ came to bring peace and, and unity, but he's using that as to show that there will there'll be a striking difference when we follow his commandments. So the point that I want to shift to now, and this point is very evident in the scriptures and very condemning of priests in general, we hear in the first reading, O priest, this commandment is for you. If you do not listen, if you do not lay it to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord, I will send a curse upon you, and of your blessing, I will make a curse. I read that as a priest, and I think, like, wow, um, I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> but we know of priests that have not been the priests that they have been called to be. We know the scandal that happened into the church, and we've seen that that does shatter and scatter the flock. Ever since the scandal, there are people that have left the church and, and not returned. And so there's this grave responsibility that we are given. And then we hear in the gospel, he says, they preach and they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens for others to carry. All their works are performed to be seen they love the places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, that seat right there, greetings in the marketplaces, and the salutation rabbi. The whole idea is here is that we don't take our positions and abuse them. You know, so that I don't take my position as father and make it all about me. My hope and desire is really to help people to see God the Father through my love and through my deeds. 
And that's what we hear in the second reading, this beautiful image of God. Like a weaned child in its mother's lap, so is my soul within me. We were gentle among you as a nursing mother cares for her children. That's what it means to be a good priest. Now, the other thing is all these other titles are used as well. Professor, doctor, um, even uh, parents comes from the word pater, like the Our Father, so Father. All of these, all of our responsibility, all of our titles should never be abused. And so this applies to parents, to be the best, gentlest, good parent that you can be, and to never abuse that authority that you have over your children. This goes for doctors as well. We've all heard of doctors with bad bedside manners, right? Doctors, too, are supposed to be loving and kind and gentle. For you teachers, what a wonderful and great responsibility that you have, but also with kindness and goodness and gentleness. In the curse that's talked about in the first reading, this curse can be reversed. And so that's what we hope to do together, that we reverse that curse of abuse of any authority and that we, we truly be the good leaders that God has called us to be. Now for me, I love being called father. And the reason is because I look at that as such a affectionate, gentle, loving term. There have been so many good priests in my life that even when I was ordained a priest, I still called them father because I loved having those father figures in my life. Now Facebook doesn't like me being called father. Uh, Facebook stripped me of my father. <laughs> so if you ever see it, it's Michael J. Dank. I didn't choose that, but that's what Facebook did because we can't have titles. So the idea is that we can reverse this curse. So it's so important, first of all, that you pray for priests because we need your prayers to be the loving priest that God has called us to be. But that all of us take that responsibility of authority that we have and always use that authority for good, to be the gentle, loving figure that we hear about in the second reading. So pray for us, priests. By the way, deacons are, uh, diaconate means the servant, so these are the ones that are highlighted in the gospel today. And today's my diaconate anniversary when I was ordained a deacon uh, 16 or 17 years ago. May we love each other. May we always use our position of authority for kindness, for gentleness, for goodness. And may that authority, that title that is given to us, always reflect the authority of God, the goodness of God, the fatherhood of God, that you may always be loved. And I always like to, if you've ever been hurt by a priest, and this could mean something to you, I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for any priest that has ever hurt you or disappointed you. And hopefully us as priests can restore that image to be truly good and holy priests and take that title, Father, in all of its goodness. <laughs>